Welcome back to Better or Worse Than Transformers, where we take a movie or a TV show and tell you whether it is better or worse than the most mediocre movie ever made, Michael Bay's Transformers. I'm your host, Joseph. With me are my co-host, Ian. Hey, how you doing, guys? And Christian. What's up? This week, we are going to do Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, sequel to Jurassic World from a couple years ago. Uh, we have some thoughts and some feelings, but uh, first, we're going to talk about some of the news that's been going on this week. Ian, what you got for us? Hey, um, so we're going to start off with uh, some kind of industry news. AMC announced like a, uh, a competition to uh, MoviePass, and it's I, Stubbs called Stubbs A-List, mm-hmm. and it's going to be 20 bucks a month, and you can see three movies. A week. Three a movies week. a week. Yep. Yeah. And it's any movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, and repeat viewing, stuff like that. You can't currently do on MoviePass. So kind of the Netflix model, you know? Well, like a subscription, subscription service. For, yeah. You know, for content. That's what they're changing over to. I just thought it was interesting because, you know, MoviePass, since you, you have, Christian, have, you have a MoviePass. I am a loyal MoviePass customer. Do you like it? Um, I liked it more when I first got it. I liked the repeat viewing aspect, the movie a day, but that model of like, seven dollars or eight dollars or whatever it is definitely doesn't the math does not add up for that i feel like they just really banked on that people weren't going to use it as much as yep. they were like mm-hmm. that was the thing like oh everyone will pay for it and yeah we say you can do a movie every day but you really can't it's like a gym membership yeah kind of like a gym membership but people are like no fuck yeah i'm going to the movies every day if you're if i'm only gonna pay eight dollars mm-hmm. um so i i have a movie pass it i i don't love it in that I've had some real customer service issues with it. The The app doesn't work great. And yeah, I don't like that you can't repeat view anymore. Like I really, I really wanted to see Solo again or Infinity War again, but I don't want to pay for the same movie twice. But it's fair. This one has me curious, but I just don't want to pay $20. That, yeah. That seems more long-term feasible though. Well, it seems more long-term feasible for us doing this goddamn podcast. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I liked it just because I thought it was interesting that I feel like from the get-go, MoviePass was a failed endeavor. There was no yeah. way it was going to ever... Turn a profit. Never turn a profit. But it was just kind of a brand new idea on like how movie theaters worked, how you how the movie-going experience works when you're like going out of your house. And so in, in a way, I feel like even if they fail, they still kind of succeed if they end up making a change in like the AMC's the biggest mm-hmm. um and if other chains follow suit if it's successful you know you've you've introduced a new way that people can go experience movies in the theaters and I like that I don't know I mean I think the theater is honestly a dying industry for sure and that's why I think it needs change yeah shout yeah. out rejuvenation in it it's gonna evolve I I for a long time I thought the idea of a subscription like movie was a cool premise like a friend of mine and I we discussed this idea that if you took like a theater and almost like you had a movie club. And so everyone and you know in the town was a part of this movie club and you could pick and choose movies, you know, based on like if you had an app or something. Mm-hmm. And so the club subscription, the membership fee or whatever paid to run the theater and it paid for the right to see the the film. Mm-hmm. It seemed a lot more feasible to make it work with like second run movies because you're like, oh, we're just going to do Wizard of Oz for the 25th year or whatever, you know, Wizard of Oz been out for 70 years or whatever. But it's just hard to imagine that you can make it work on new run movies that, right. th- that, that theater companies can afford to pay for that. But AMC certainly can. If one can do it, it's AMC. Absolutely. What's next? Uh, Star Wars films have been shelved. Supposedly. You mean all Star Wars films or Star Wars standalone films? The saga movie is still going to happen right. or whatever. Nine. I don't know. There's such mixed reporting. Collider reported this last week. Yeah. And then ABC, which is owned by Disney, who also owns Lucasfilm, was like, no, that's not true. But I don't know, man. Like, I just can't believe that the problem is 
people are tired of Star Wars movies. I just feel like Solo was came out at the wrong time. I mean, there, we've talked there, about it a yeah, there, there was. I feel like a not a perfect storm, but there are a lot of elements involved that I feel like turned people off to Solo, including the fact that a lot of them didn't know it existed or what it was really. But I, I know one of the big fanboy you know outrages is that this potentially means the the death of the Obi Wan movie that just got announced. Yeah. But then we got another thing that says... It's happening. Otherwise, yeah. You, I heard the Obi-Wan lost its director, though, like six months before Solo came out. So it's just further evidence that no one knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, the next bit of news is Spider-Man. Uh, they released the title for the next one. It's going to be Far From Home. Yep. Not as good as Prom. Yours was better. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. How what do you guys think of the title? I like Spider-Man Prom. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I like the fact that they had... Uh, Tom Holland like release it on his Instagram kind of leaning into the the I mean it's a, I don't know if it's a joke or if it's a real thing that he really just can't keep a secret but the idea is that he quote unquote accidentally released it to the world to announce the the new title I like it it's a good name we know it's set in uh, in Europe yeah it makes sense for him he's just like homecoming you know right mm-hmm. on the nose and this will be the first one after uh, Avengers 4 is that true yeah Yes. Do you guys think it's going to be a sequel? I mean, there's talk of it being a prequel to the Avengers movie. It's got to be a sequel. Yeah, I'm sure it's a sequel. I don't, I, I don't know, though. I guess they could do a prequel. I think it's a sequel, too. But, you know, the Russo brothers or someone. He's like 15 years old in Spider-Man Homecoming. There's no way you could do it. You'd be like in no, the no, womb. No, no, no. Prequel to Infinity Oh, inf- okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Was there a lot of time in between the we, two? I mean, there's four years for the Guardians. Yeah. The Marvel timeline's all fucked up. I have no idea. I mean, who cares? We don't get paid to keep track of that. Creed 2, drop the trailer. That is a great trailer. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's got uh, Michael B. Jordan, and it looks like he's going to fight Drago's son. I, I thought the Drago reveal was cool, you know, that you don't see it the whole time, and then mm. you only see the name at the end, Drago. But I just recently saw Creed, and I really like that movie, so I'm excited to see a second one. It's not bad. Though I hope Sylvester Stallone is not more involved than he was with the first one. Oh, wait, isn't he directing it, though? Is he directing this one? I thought he was. Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? Ryan Coogler. It's not Ryan Coogler. It's not Ryan Coogler. Oh, man. I hope not. Yeah, I don't don't think so. I think he was thinking about it, but I don't think he is directing. But I could be wrong about that. I think you're right. I think I heard the same thing. Um, Then James Gunn finished writing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm I'm sure that's also going to be after Infinity War. So uh, the only thing I think I know about that movie, it's going to have Adam Warlock. I think we're all pretty confident in that. So They they definitely set it up. Who would you want to see as Adam Warlock? Um, I heard Matthew McConaughey was supposed to be in, involved in that role when he was supposed to be in Guardians 2. I mean, he's he's so, a, he's back on the downslide. I feel like this would be a good... I could see him doing it. Good upswing. But I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys I think? I don't know who else. Matthew McConaughey, I think, would be a great choice for it. But uh, whoever does Adam Warlock's going to have to sign like a 10-movie contract. And I just can't see Matthew McConaughey jumping on board for that. It's fair. What's the guy's name from Matthew Bomber? Oh, from uh, Magic Mike and yeah. White Collar? Is that White the that Collar, show? yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's young. I feel like he could be a superhero. Is he that young? I don't know. He looks young. He looks young, but he's looked the same age for like 10 years. He could also be Batman. Just because he's got like the jawline for He's it? got a great jawline. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, no, that one did get confirmed after Infinity War. Because Russo Brothers and like Chris Pratt both teased it. And so someone asked James Gunn on twitter and james Gunn was like no it takes place mm-hmm. after like he's just very blunt about it so, i think the whole marvel universe is going to be a lot more open after infinity war part two or whatever the frig it's going to be called yeah i think it i don't think you're going to get a lot of news 
the next year. Probably going to be pretty tight-lipped. The last bit of Marvel news is Ant-Man and Wasp. There's been Twitter reaction. It's been mostly positive. Uh, what have I heard? I know they said Michael Pena's really good. I heard his daughter's really good in it. Um, even really? His daughter? That's Yeah, that's one of the ones is I read. Is she going to have like a bigger role or anything? That's, that's, yeah, a couple uh-huh. of the twi- Twitter said that she's like, she's probably the butt of, you know, not the butt of some jokes, but like, you know, the catalyst of some humor. Hmm. And um, Evangeline Lilly's supposed to be really good in it. I didn't hear much about the villain hmm. uh, or Michael Douglas or really Paul Rudd. So, but like I said, these are not reviews. These are just like initial, I think they have to keep it general and they can't, no no kind of rating criteria, like mm-hmm. no better or worse than Transformers, <laughs> so to speak. But um, we'll see. What do you guys think? You getting excited for that movie? I'm excited about it. I think it's two weeks out, not July even. July 6th, yeah. Yeah, so it's like not this Friday, but next Friday. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love the first Ant-Man. It's on the lower tier of, of Marvel movies to me, but. I mean, the trailers for this look good, and and I don't know. I feel like I need a pick-me-up after Infinity War. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the general reaction is that's like a breath of kind of like comedy, lighthearted, fresh air after the dark, depressing two and a half hours that is Infinity War. Everyone keeps raving about Evangeline Lilly because I've seen the same thing. It's just... I'm going to have to see it to believe I agreed. And I'm not sure that I've ever seen her act. Yeah. She'll always be Kate to me, so she's always going to be somewhat of a headache. Yeah. Yeah. She's not my favorite, but... We'll see. I'm excited for the movie. I think I like the first one a lot. I'm excited to see Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I didn't hear much about her. I don't think she has a big part. Oh, that's probably true. I mean, it does. also could have been part of their contract when they went to go see the screeners. Like, don't talk about Michelle Pfeiffer. I doubt that. I mean, I don't know. I think she doesn't have a big part. Yeah, I think you both could be honest. I agree with you. I don't think she has a big part. Yeah. I think most of the movie is them trying to find her. Yeah. But I also do wonder if they're like, hey, to keep spoilers out, like, we're not talking like, about that. They story. wouldn't have put her on the poster or something. That's true, too. She is on the poster. Um, And then the last bit of news is from Game of Thrones, Jon Snow and Ygritte, actors, Kit Harington and Rose Leslie got married. Mm-hmm. I hear a bunch of Game of Thrones people were there. Uh, who was there? I know. Macy Williams was there for certain. Yeah, Sophie yeah, Turner. Um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Uh, Liam Cunningham, who's uh, oh. Sir Davos, right? Sir Davos, yeah. Basically yeah. the ones that have been around for more than one season. Like nobody, you know, Ned Stark is not friends with any of them. Yeah, <laughs> he died really quick. <laughs> also, his celebrity is like a cut above. <laughs> still. He did eight episodes or whatever, and he's still like way more famous than everybody Who else. wasn't there? You think? So Danny wasn't there? No, Danny was there, okay, but the uh, the the Cersei Lannisters was. weren't there. <laughs> oh. So no one likes Cersei. Some bad blood. Yeah. Who can't Cersei can't do a scene with somebody? It's Bronn. They used to date. Okay, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, you never heard about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like no. they literally will not be filmed together. And when they had the dragon pit scene, they, it was the thing. Like they they can't be in the same room together. It's that they ended that yeah, badly. Yeah. So so both both <laughs> both wait Bronn. Yeah. Yes. And Cersei. So so Dude, good for that guy. <laughs> Ron used to be, he used to be like a pop star. He was in like a, a musical group. Yeah, I remember I've heard that. And I, I think that was like closer to that era that uh, they got together. But I guess there's a lot of bad blood there because. Uh, like it was written in a contract. Yeah. So it was like, a, it's a known thing. Wow. So, yeah. so season season two where, uh, where not, is it season two? Yeah. Season two where Tyrion's Hand of the King. Yeah. And, and that one scene, they like specifically had to write around it so that those two do not share a room or don't have to see each other. Huh. Did not There's know that. story there. I, I want to know. Very interesting. But yeah. Can so. they write Amelia Clark and Kit Harrington to not have scenes together right? anymore? <sighs> I mean, we're a we're year... It's been a year now already? Yeah. Yep. It's, when is that show coming back? Next, Next April. Year. That's a long way. That's too long. <laughs> That's like too long. 
I'm, I, all I know is I, I read a story that they had they were filming a scene for this season coming up, and it was like uh, it took them seventy two nights consecutively to scene one. It was one battle. What scene. the yeah. fuck? So like, and they said it was like way bigger than anything they'd done in the past. So seventy two nights to do one battle scene. So like, there's gonna be some crazy ass shit. I don't know what I'm gonna. So I have to do something to yeah. get myself excited for it because yeah. by the time it actually comes, I don't feel like I'm gonna care anymore. No, yeah, no, it's been too long. I feel like I don't I care, care a lot. Like now. the other the thing is, last season was like real short. It was like also seven was, seasons, yeah, seven, seven episodes. So it was like it came so quick and left. And it they were also not good. <laughs> no, there was good shit in it. It wasn't great all it the was, way through. Well, you know, we talk a lot of like nostalgia. There was a lot of fan service. Yes. Mm-hmm. in that. But season. like that that one episode where they all go north of the wall. Oh, so bad. That's a fucking. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> so that is a dope bad ass episode, <laughs> dude. <laughs> What makes that episode as good is character interactions that you've wanted to see for a long yeah. time. But when the like, logic Snow, is awful. Awful. When Jon Snow gets the, the sword yes, and offers it to Danny, you know, Jorah, yeah. and he's like, for your kids, and he's like signing off on the... Dude, whatever. Fuck you both. No, I agree with you. That <laughs> The character interactions are great. Um, yeah. It's not good writing hound, anymore, but they no. can't write. The Hound and What's-His-Face... That was a really great part. Yeah, um, yeah, Tormund. J- yeah. And Jorah and and John. That's great because yeah. you know they're both like in love with the same woman, but also like John's dad kicked Jorah out of the country. Yeah. Yep. And There's you know, a lot like a lot of love. but the logic makes no sense that's whatsoever. Yeah, it moved way too fast this season. I don't know. It's a, they messed it up somewhere. Once they stop having his his son absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. But, but that's all the news. Fantastic. Well, so we're getting into uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Made a fuck ton of money this weekend. Yep. Met yeah. projections. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah. So Jurassic World opened, uh, they said like 130 and yeah, made like, 150. So it was doing pretty good. It's already north of 700 worldwide. Yeah. Because it opened overseas about two weeks ago. So it opened out like over around the world already. So it's doing really good. And then Incredibles also made a lot of money. It made 80 million. Which is like one of the highest second weeks ever. It's really good. But, but it was still like a, a big drop because they they came out so strong last weekend. You know, they were competing yeah. with Jurassic World. It was like, like 55% this week. or yeah. something. But yeah. Yeah. It's so it's a good. I mean, it was definitely. Solo still has not hit $400 million. Yeah. Yeah. No one just ever. No one responded to Solo. Which is a bummer because it really isn't that bad. It's fun. I enjoyed it's it. It's very forgettable. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't remember a thing that happens in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danny's in it, yeah. <laughs> and Darth Maul, you're, you're, and Darth Maul. Yeah, that's Danny, all I remember. Danny's riding dragons, and Darth Maul. Darth Maul is the dragon. Never mind. But anyway, Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic World, go Joseph. Jurassic World. Uh, so this comes off the heels of I say the first Jurassic World. It's hard to say the last Jurassic World, uh, which came out in what 2015, something along those directed lines. Directed by. Colin Trevorrow, who, yeah. uh, despite making the third highest grossing movie of all time at the time, was not asked back for this project because he's had quite a fall from grace. Yeah, I say he's coming back for f- the third mean? one. He's directing a third one. Ah, oh, fuck him. I hate him. Yeah, I well, what he's saying is he had a movie that bombed, yeah, Book, Book of Henry. Book of, Book of Henry. Yeah. And then he got kicked out of Star Wars. Yeah, and then he came right to this, though. Yeah, but then he came right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me go back to what I know. Dear Steven, yeah. I find yeah, myself exactly. out of work. <laughs> he's got some fucking blackmail on Steven Spielberg. 100%. <laughs> Him and Shia LaBeouf. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but thankfully, the, the, uh, the sequel was taken over by J.A. Bayona. Oh, who uh, directed some movies that I haven't seen that I have heard are good. Uh, A Monster Calls. Yep, I like that movie. The Impossible, which is like a flood movie with Ewan McGregor. Oh, did you? It's good. Yeah. Does it take place like in the Philippines or something? Yeah. Yeah, Naomi Watts is in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, The Orphanage, which 
I've never seen. It's but, a Spanish film, right? Uh, Spanish yeah, horror film? I think yeah, so. I, I saw that. that. That's like a pretty good influence on this, I hear. Is like it? Like the second part of this movie. I've seen The Orphanage, and it's pretty good. It's very gray. Lots of grays. Which is the second part of this movie. <laughs> that's definitely true. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> but it, it comes back with Chris Pratt as Owen Grady, which is a terrible name for your lead character. Yeah, it's not he, good. He sounds like a guy that you, like, you wouldn't want your mom to date. <laughs> right? <laughs> mom, oh. are you going out with Owen again? <laughs> I hate Owen. It's also got uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, mm. one of one of your favorites, Christian. Lover. Uh, we got Rafe Spell, Spall, Spall as Eli Mills. He's the the bad guy. I didn't really wasn't familiar with him. He's but I liked him. He's a good bad guy. Was it? Is he the guy from the John Hamm Black Mirror episode? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's. You guys remember I told you I watched that movie about like the four friends that go into Sweden go. Yes, backpacking? he's the main character. Oh, in that movie. what's the name of that movie? I don't remember. Ah, shit. Because yeah. I was looking at his filmography, he's like, I know I've seen him somewhere. I, I yeah. figured it was from the White Christmas episode, but that's he's, it. He's good in that. Yeah, he's good. I, yeah, he's, he is. he's pretty. Uh, I mean, he plays the the different parts pretty well. Uh, we got James Cromwell as Benjamin Lockwood. So I have a question: Is the guy who played uh, John Hammond dead? Because that should yes. have been John Hammond, right? I yeah. believe John Hammond. Is dead. That, yeah. that that was written to be John. Hammond. He's been dead yeah. for a little. It bit. It would have made it so much better if he was if that was John Hammond. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. and like him killing John Hammond would have. You know what I mean? But anyway, keep going. That's that was my thought. Oh, that is it. actually a good point. Like yeah. watching it, I thought that would have been better if it was John Hammond. Yeah. But I figured I was like, he must be dead. Is the only thing I can think. We got uh we got BD Wong coming back as Doctor Wu. We got Toby Jones coming in as the auctioneer guy oh, with some he, awful fake teeth. He was horrible. <laughs> They're so he's like choking on <laughs> those teeth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then if you saw the trailers with Jeff Goldblum, you've seen how much Jeff Goldblum is in this That's movie. That's his whole part. That's pretty yeah. much it. And Buffalo Bill. And Buffalo Ted, oh, Ted Levine. Yeah. Is, uh, he's, yeah. he's probably the best, best character. <laughs> he's pretty good. He's yeah. really good. That, yeah. dude, that dude, I feel like... He's leaning into, Buff- into Wild Bill, too. I, f- yeah. I feel a little bad because I feel like that kind of diverted his career. I feel like he could have done other things, but especially with his like distinct yeah. way he talks... Like all I hear is Buffalo Bill every time he, <laughs> he talks. goes into audition. I mean, he's like, playing was Buffalo a... Bill in this in this movie. Yeah, no, it's pretty close. <laughs> he goes into an audition and they're like, "Yeah, that was pretty good, but can you just do Buffalo Bill again?" It's like, <laughs> kind of just what we want. Could you read the line about the lotion? <laughs> <laughs> just do. Yeah, it, it's on the skin again. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what are what are everybody's initial impressions what, here? Are we gonna do a recap of the film? Oh yeah! Oh so shit! I don't know. That's why my I bit. That's I, my part. Bit. No, <laughs> Christian, you want to give us a synopsis? Uh, this movie picks up. Do we know how many years in four. Jurassic World universe? Is it four years? Mm-hmm. Uh, picks up four years after the collapse of the park, where all the dinosaurs run loose and eat the money-paying visitors of Margaritaville. Yep, there is a Margaritaville <laughs> sign laying around at one point yeah. in that yep. movie. I like <laughs> um, Bryce Dallas Howard's character Claire is now leading a. I guess like a non-profit. Yeah, I think it's like the Dino Protection yeah. Agency, something like that. To help save the dinosaurs as impending doom is about to come as a volcano, which has been dormant over the last four films that we didn't know anything about, uh, is about to erupt and kill all of them. So she's recruited by the Lockwood Foundation, and then she then recruits Owen Grady to go and save Blue. Um, when the exact same plot from the second Jurassic Park movie kicks in and it turns out it was all lies and they're trying to capture the dinosaurs and bring them back to North America because that always works out. Uh, along the way, Dr. Wu shows up and he created a new dinosaur called the Indoraptor. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty much good. it. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like this movie. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I liked it more than the first Jurassic World. And um, the, definitely the strength is 
the director. He has really cool shots. He makes dinosaurs like cool and fun and scary again. And there's just, it just feels inventive and mm-hmm. different and new while also capturing a lot of the same classic feel. I, I, I feel like what you said, and I know this is what most reviewers are saying, it's better than the first Jurassic World is the best way to describe this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it, it's kind of broken into two parts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the first part's not bad. I don't like the second part at all. I think that's all the things I hate about Jurassic World. But like you said, like the, the visual aspect of it, both like directing, cinematography, all that, it's so it's like way better than a blockbuster film has any right to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's so creative, so inventive. And I just, I don't know, I came in with like floor level expectations. And so pretty much anything was going to surpass that. Surpass that. But it was, it was a lot better than I expected. It's yeah. still not great, but it's yeah. better than I thought. What did you think, Ian? Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was good. Um, I think it's definitely other than the original Jurassic Park, which is you know one of the best movies ever made. I think it's like way better than the other ones, better than Jurassic World or the other two Jurassic Parks. So it's kind of in its own because I, I did. I think it's really well done. The, the cinematography is cool. Um, there's some holes with the plot. No, like, like there's two. There's two. First of all, there's two islands. So a lot of these dinosaurs are. are <laughs> they, we have are not, like <laughs> you're. Spot or on a on. second island with no volcanoes, so why can't we just... They're not going to really be endangered. I mean, they're not going to go extinct, you know what I mean? So that was kind of weird. Um, I also... But I, I liked a lot of the action scenes. Like, I liked the cold opening was fucking cool. Yeah, I... I with, the, I have a, with, the, with the crocodile mm-hmm. and, the, and the submarine. Um, I liked the lava stuff. Like, he made lava cool. You know what I mean? Like, lava was, like, exploding everywhere. You know, yeah. usually lava can... It could be boring if not done right. Mm. The color was good. Like, it was very vibrant. You know what I mean? Um, that scene where like they're rolling off the cliff with the glass and like he, you know, he drops off the cliff and the dinosaurs are running off the mm-hmm. cliff and they're like, like that was like, that's a really like cool the scene. chaos was yeah. cool, you know? And then like, then like him saving them was cool. And then I also like, you don't like the, the, the it sw- totally switches movies. It's such a, you know, a, like the second half of the movie is so different from the first, but I liked the second half. I thought it was a cool thing to do with the dinosaurs and bring them into an enclosed space. They've never done that before. You know what I mean? Like well, corridors. Su- fairly successfully, too, right? Yeah. Until the end. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool. Like, you know, they'd done the main, main like, go to North America, but this was, like, go to, like, a house. Right. You know what I mean? And that was different. And um, it's, it's kind of the, the raptors chasing the kids inside the, the museum in the first one, for, but, like, for the whole second half of the movie. For 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's very, like, disaster movie for the first half and, like ghosts like freddy you know freddy i would say freddy like murder in the second half you know what i mean yeah. and endoraptors like the murder yeah and it's cool i like both of them it's like basically taking like what marvel does is like take these movie ideas these concepts like horror movie and let's put dinosaurs in them yeah. you know what i mean they did it pretty successfully i think this movie definitely has like horror movie elements to it with mm-hmm. dinosaurs in it um one thing you know that I think that pulled me out of the second half a little bit. Joseph, you kind of tease this. And, and to be fair, I just kind of want to go straight into spoilers. Like, I like this movie, but I want to talk about specifics with it. Um, the second half is very much just like an homage to the two kids running through the museum. There are like, you know, you hear the clicking. There's the pull the yep. thing down. You know, the, the thing. It's and a the, dumb waiter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. We're well, talking about the ladder, aren't you? No, no, no. Okay, with I thought the, you meant the ladder Bryce Dallas Howard's pulling down with uh, which just, is kind of like in the first one when yeah. they're trying to escape the raptor mm, and the yeah. uh, thing. But we were talking about I was talking about in the kitchen with yeah. the was the little boy who's trying to pull it down or the sister? Uh, I think it's the boy. Yeah, and yeah. then the little girl is in the the dumb, ventilation dumb chamber, waiter, yeah, 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 or dumb waiter. Yeah, um, very much like an homage to that. But also, it just there is a plot point where the little girl happens to be a clone and they just shove it 
down your it's face. It's real bad. Like you're an idiot. So so here's the thing. Christian and I went and saw this together. We talked about it right after. I like the way they set it up in the first place because they establish something's weird about this girl because she's like hidden from view. They're not showing like Lockwood's like hiding her away from people. So there's like a reason you know that. And then she comes up and like one of their his interactions with, with the girl is, is uh, she's asking him, you know, do I look like my mother? Um, and he says, yes. And he's got like the secret little book in his hand. And like, that's all you need. I feel like that is enough information for you to be like, oh, wait, is there like, is she, a fu- <laughs> is she a fucking clone? Uh, but then like immediately after that, he says like, oh, you're a mirror image. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, and I thought even that was enough, but then they, they have, uh, what's his face? The guy from, uh, White Christmas. From the White Christmas episode later. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like they couldn't make it any clearer, but he just has to, like, stand in a hallway and hammer home. Do you get it? He doesn't have a granddaughter. <laughs> he just wanted his daughter back, exactly like his daughter. The same, a copy, the exact same thing. And it was, it was way too much. Yeah. That part really it kind of pulled me out because I don't like being told I'm an idiot, which yeah. is what that moment does. Repeatedly. But beside that, I do think you bring up a good point, Ian, in that we have never really seen like dinosaurs controlled and contained in Jurassic Park. And surprisingly, even though the Indoraptor is going around causing chaos and the one with the, the head, I don't remember his name, in blue, almost all of them, once they're captured, stay captured. And uh, it's just it was just a different. I hadn't really picked up on that, but that is like a different dynamic that mm-hmm. you never see. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the strength of the movie, though, is some of the shots. What was your favorite? Oh, definitely. Uh, well, I was going to break it down if we just wanted to go yeah. through set pieces. Uh, as we talked about, the opening sequence for this movie is probably the best opening sequence oh, of all of them so for great. sure. It's really, really even, good. Even even the 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 whatever the croc thing is, but when the T Rex shows up, yes. and it's like the lightning, and you can just see the T Rex in the background. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, T Rex is cool. It's really good because it, it's you know it it kind of homages a lot of the best scenes from the first one. You know, it's, it's raining, it's dark, and yeah, they use the lighting really well. Um, and you got the whole T Rex chase scene, which is great. But then you get like the fake out, you know, moment of relief, and yeah. then <laughs> and then chop. It's uh. Poor T-Rex didn't get his meal. Nope. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good scene. And then, yeah, as we alluded, the a big chunk of it is is spent on the island trying to save the dinosaurs while the volcano is exploding. Uh, what did everybody think about that part? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was it was liked it more than I thought I would. You know, mm-hmm. it kept my helmet. Tight. I I think all the reasons in Jurassic World are dumb. But because I've seen that movie, I was willing to accept that this was the world that we were in. Mm-hmm. So when they went back to the island, I didn't have like the logical problems of like, why are you there? Why are you doing this thing? To be fair, it'd be really easy to have that problem because like Ian said, Isla Nublar is like right down yeah, there. Yeah, well. We're not going to drop the dinosaurs <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's a lot that doesn't make sense in that movie. Oh, yeah. But it can, it, that's what I'm saying. The director did a good job and, and it shot well. So it kind of makes me overlook the plot holes. You yeah, know? that's true. I was, I was actually going back to the, like, the very beginning. We talked about uh, the fact that Claire, Bryce Dallas Howard, is running like a dinosaur save the mm-hmm. dinosaur foundation when the fuck did she start caring about dinosaurs yeah right yeah when like, she realized she murdered a whole bunch of right. people like every, everybody like even uh even lockwood is talking about like oh you know i know how much you love dinosaurs like when did she ever show that she loved dinosaurs she was like a super well, she's not even a character in the first movie no she's, no, that's, she's, just, that's she's, a good point. she's corporate yeah. you know what i mean she's corporation she's she has a corporation with boobs <laughs> yep. and stupid shoes at least she had good normal shoes on that's fair 
a lot of people made that complaint after yeah. the first one. So, I mean, it's a very reasonable complaint. Some of this stuff is like ridiculous. Like uh, they're chasing the boat in in the car. Yeah, and like lava is just falling everywhere. Like we're on yeah. another oh, planet, yeah. and then like it just falls on a bunch of random barrels. Like why is there a bunch of random barrels just <laughs> that that explode? <laughs> <laughs> I like how like there's a scene where like it, like they're in the glass thing like Claire and uh, I think his name's Justice or Winslow Smith yeah yeah um they go over the edge and like the water is coming in slow but then like a piece of lava comes in yeah it, it drops into really water good. it drops into water and it stays hot and drops right through their glass that was a cool scene oh I also want to harken back to uh, you can't say that physical comedy is dead because Chris Pratt with the sedatives. Like, yeah, uh, that was funny. Trying yeah. to escape yeah. from the lava that was cool. It was and really I, good. And it, they do they do the t they use the T Rex cool. Like he just comes in in that part mm-hmm. and just like fuck shit up and keeps going. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I really like the bit where they're like they're escaping with the dinosaurs. I don't know. That was just really cool. Yeah. I like the T Rex is like I don't even need to worry about you because he's like top of the food. Well, you know, it's you know such. What I mean, a, he's above the bullshit. It's such a trope <laughs> for Jurassic Park movies that I feel like that part almost plays into it completely. Yep. Like. At some point, the T-Rex has to show up and save you unexpectedly. We're going to do it in the middle of a wide open field. Correct. And he's just not even going to care about you. Yep. Oh, I had something I was going to say about the... Uh, oh, the uh, the part on the island felt very much like Ellie in the first movie trying to turn the park back on mm-hmm. to me. Like it felt like the, it had the yep. same kind of feel. Like you're running through the jungle and everything's kind of shut down and it's up to one person to save it. Like it felt very much like a callback to that moment in the first movie. And I would say like Buffalo Bill reminds me of like the guy in the first movie who's like clever the girl. Hunter, yeah. yeah. But like way more psychotic. Right. If you took that guy in a psychotic direction. He reminded me of the other one in, in The Lost World, the guy hunting them. Yeah. The, the guy who's hunting the, the, the T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah. I wish somebody would say clever girl. I hate that we've only gotten it. Like, why? Yeah, That's like I, one of the best lines. Why doesn't it repeat Owen Grady should have said that. It's probably okay if it's just the once. Then you get... I don't know, man. I don't know. No, I, I think you could recycle that line. It's people like I've got it. a bad feeling about this. Yeah, you know people what I mean? like, Yeah, I know. I, I feel like that... It doesn't matter. I feel like that's already kind of over. Like, he could have said it. You know when she... um They trick the endoraptor at the end and they're like falling through... No, oh, yeah, no, that's, like, that's actually yeah. the perfect time. <laughs> except for that doesn't fit that character at all. Clever girl. Um, but yeah, so so then uh, after the island, you get the the trapped on the boat thing for a little bit, which that I actually part. I quite liked it. I liked yeah. the the drawing the blood from the T Rex and stuff. It yep. was dumb, but it was it was a cool scene. I was gonna say that part doesn't make any sense, but I loved everything about. No, it. No, exactly. <laughs> like it was it yeah. was dumb, but I feel like it leaned into how dumb it was. Also, the girl who's a uh, a paleo veterinarian, yeah, but never had seen a dinosaur. Yeah, like, how did she graduate from school? Yeah. <laughs> also, what school what is you, a pa- whatever? I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of holes in that. There's obviously know? a need. There's, <laughs> there are two islands. Well, maybe there's not two well, islands. She had never seen around. a dinosaur, but that bitch knew how to fucking do surgery on blue instantly. <laughs> like no problem. She knew the anatomy really well. I would say, like, it makes Jurassic World retroactively. I like that movie more now because it makes Owen Grady a stronger character and, like, Blue a stronger character. Yeah, I mean, Owen Grady is is a lot more likable in this. I yeah, feel agreed. like he's just despicable in, in, uh, in yeah, Jurassic he World. Yeah, he is. He's just, like, a jerk. Yeah, he I mean? is. Like, in this one, like, him and Blue, like, he. Not, I'm glad that they didn't do the romance stuff too much with... Because I think him and Blue is a stronger relationship mm. than him and Dallas Howard. I agree with that, especially because all the backstory you get with him. Yeah, and Blue, they're just like, more invested in the story. Yeah. I I actually found myself really liking Chris Pratt in this movie after really not liking him in the first one. Me but, too. Um, I like Blue right. though. Blue, like it annoyed me in the first one that they made the Raptors good guys because the Raptors are like the most crazy, dangerous. Fearsome, but like right. I, I kind of like Blue as a good well, guy. Well, see, in this here's one. here's what I, I was like, into it. Here's what I liked. <laughs> The, on, on the island when he runs into Blue because Blue's clearly more wild. Yeah. 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 And, and like, kind of fearful and untrusting, but also, like, at the same time as, like, 
but I do know you. Like I I, I know you, but I also like ah, I'm scared. Yeah. Um, and I like that dynamic. I have problems when we get to the the last part here in the mansion. Uh, do we want to just go straight into the the mansion sequence? Yeah. So the Endoraptor basically gets let loose. Well, I, I just have one more thing about the island. Yeah. We're talking about the the raptors in the first one being the good guys or whatever, and they saw it. I, again, I think the movie does a really good job, maybe not necessarily retconning, but like addressing that and the the whole he's like, What's the craziest thing you've ever done? He's like, I rode my motorcycle through the jungle yeah. with four raptors and you're like when you say it, you're like, Yeah, that was really stupid, but I'm glad that you like made fun of it. Like I, you addressed it. I didn't like that line. Uh, <laughs> yep. I like that too. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Indoraptor on the list through the mansion. Yeah, so killing rich people. Oh, yeah, we we skipped the fact that they were like selling off they're yeah, auctioning so basically, dinosaurs. Yeah, they take them to uh, the Lockwood Estate, and it turns out they're trying to sell all these dinosaurs for seed money to make a bunch of endoraptors to sell to mercenaries. That sounds really stupid out loud. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying this: the director and his cinematographer did this a good is, job. This is the fifth. <laughs> this is the fifth movie about dinosaurs breaking loose that we've seen in our lifetime. And like, there's like, there's like robots, and you know. There's a lot better ways to kill people than a dinosaur. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. You know, I didn't there's get... Drones. There's drones. There's, <laughs> America's really good at it. There's better technology. Like, there's better uses of this technology. That's than, yeah. yeah. You can make superheroes. Uh, yeah. I got the impression that, yeah, while they introduced... Their, like, if you just said they were, like, megalomaniac rich people who were, like, the same kind of guys who keep tigers in their backyard. Yeah. were like, oh, I keep a stegosaurus in my backyard? I'm going to do that. I would have bought that more than like some evil Russian guy who's like, "I'll take four, please, <laughs> four dinosaurs." Yeah, it was an, it was a little over twenty five million. <laughs> that, that, scene God, little, that, scene, that scene was over the top. It was a little over ten million dollars. <laughs> that was that was a good John Malkovich right there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, like everything about this sequence just drives me crazy. Like first off, uh, Lockwood not knowing that his fucking assistant is evil. And doing like evil shit. Like, I don't know how big that mansion is. Is Lockwood but, but in any of the movies? No. no. He's, See, that, he's, that's why it. No, it's, he's that. You're right. He's, he's supposed to be supposed yeah. to be Hammond. Yeah. It's just a Hammond stand in. Yeah. Um, but like, two thirds of his estate is apparently fucking used for like evil dinosaur development <laughs> and housing. He's got a fucking evil auction room yeah. in his house. He housing. obviously did evil things before this. <laughs> right? There's no yeah. way he doesn't know. Um, and then, yeah, he's like the, the whole, the whole like, when he finds out, he he doesn't tell anyone. He calls the the Eli whatever his face into his room and makes him call the police. Yeah, I didn't get that. Like, come the fuck <laughs> on. And then yeah, and then the is. and then the fucking nanny who's been working like for Lockwood raising two of his children <laughs> for like fifty years. He finds out that that the guy she's been working for for fucking you know again fifty fifty five years died immediately. Yeah. The the guy who took charge is like, well, everything's mine now. Uh, you're gone. You're done. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, okay, that seems reasonable. <laughs> to be fair, she's raised the same, the same kid twice. She's probably is done. <laughs> she's probably really thankful. I don't know. Like there, there's everything. Everything after they get to the mansion, like you, you just lean back into all the Jurassic Park bad logic to make dinosaur stuff happen. You know? Yeah. I also, I'm so done with B.D. Wong in this series. Like, I hate that he lived They're again. just not using him for anything. No, he, he's not good as a menacing actor. Like, he's no. not good as some evil genius. And so we keep him around because he keeps making shitty copies of other animals. Like, I don't know. It just isn't good. I told Joseph, have you read the book, Ian? Have you ever read Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Wu dies, like, really early on in the book. 
And yet we've like made him the evil archetype of this entire series. Kinda. I mean, well, Softly. but two and three don't. Yeah, but yeah, Jurassic yeah. World kind of like Vincent D'Onofrio is kind of in there. He's like kind of like yeah, he's like the he's like the background villain. Yeah, where lot. is Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie? Because he survived the first one, did he? Yep. Oh fuck, he's off running games in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I liked the, the second half more than you guys did. Like uh, the end of Raptor was cool. Like I liked um, but yeah, what, that, okay. his claw. Oh, yeah. like the little. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, That's probably not going to come well on the audio. <laughs> I liked how he could smell and like I don't know. He he definitely seemed more smarter. Oh yeah, no, the, I, the, the trick he played was fun. Yeah, that yeah. was fun when he tricks uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. Yep. Um, but there were definitely problems with some of the logic, but I like him eating, uh, Toby Jones. Yeah. Uh, who was like, I'm safe. <laughs> oh, that's Wait. a great scene. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I like the rain and I like, like the CGI. It's like, it's, it's a well done movie. I'll like, say this. It looks good. The dark in the rain CGI is not as good as the other CGI. I feel like it's hard to do. I feel yeah, like I don't like uh, the two kids that are in the movie though. The, they're not that good. Yeah, you know, like the, the young, the networking side, kid, yeah. and and the no, they're the not pimp. very good. So they're very forgettable. You know, Blue's probably my third favorite. Fucking character. Blue. The little girl Maisie is fine. The ventilation thing. It was a way to to have them all go out at once, and that's what they needed to make the decision that they're going to go out into the world. You know, that's how the movie ends. By the way, is, and, um, and you fucking is, is, let ten year olds make decisions. Basically, for... <laughs> yeah, they they're like, all right, we're just going to let all the dinosaurs free into the world. Done. To be fair, all the smart people were like, they're going to die. But the 10-year-old's like, I can't do it because I'm one too. I, <laughs> and then so it ends with like Blue like looking down on a neighborhood about to go eat someone. Oh, man. All I thought was Blue is about to just murder some children. <laughs> yeah. Like out playing. So I don't know. You know, you could go in a million different directions. For sure. Looking after this movie. I don't I, know if you guys want to do that right now. Well, I, I that's that. besides, again, I, I get frustrated with Blue in the latter half of this movie because he is the train dog that you expected that he would be in this movie. But <laughs> He's going to roll Yeah, I said over. that. You did. Yeah. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging <laughs> that you were correct. But yeah, man, just fucking write an ending to a fucking movie. I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you couldn't have let the dinosaurs out and like left that as like the way to go. But you didn't like resolve fucking anything. Like, no, like no, there, not there's nothing clear about you know Owen's arc or, or what's her face Claire's arc. The fucking clone. I, well, I think there's what? a good chance those two don't even come back in the next one. No, they're definitely you coming so? back in the next one. Is that, is that official, dude? Chris you Pratt's going to have two movies hit a billion dollars this year. You'd be stupid. Yeah, not you're probably right. Story. But like, you could you could go like you could go like 20 years in the future if you wanted to. I mean, I, you for sure could. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you wanted to, again, we've we've established that that is probably a cooler movie. Dude, um, just give them the not the simian flu. The dinosaur flu. Yeah, the dinosaur flu. (laughs) My problem with the way that it ends, like, I get that we've never seen that movie. We've never seen just a whole bunch of dinosaurs roaming around and, and like, urban populations. That's kind of what the end of Lost World is, is a T-Rex, you know, eating a person's dog or whatever. Um, But, like, yeah, you you worked so hard. It took you two, a movie and a half at least, to make Blue, a velociraptor, who was your big bad, really, of the first three movies, like, you know, the Velociraptor's murdering everybody. Mm-hmm. You finally got one that people feel connected to, that you liked, and the last shot is Blue looking out in a neighborhood, and you're like, this person's going to eat, this thing's no, going to no, eat people. Like, this dinosaur's going to eat a bunch of people. And you could have, you could have just done the same thing, and Blue just gone with Owen. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he, like, lives out in the middle of nowhere in his in cabin with cabin. Claire, yeah. and they got a pet Velociraptor, and they're raising their little clone baby. I'm okay with that. It would have been fine. It would have. I would like that more. It would not ruin the character of Blue because now Blue is done. Yeah. Blue is a murderer now. He'll yeah. only, he might not eat the people. He might just eat their dogs. 
No. Is he's eating children. No, if yeah. Blue is a survivor, yeah. he's eating people. Yeah, Blue's gonna eat some people. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I genuinely think that like one of the results of this movie is every little kid that watches is like, oh, I want a blue. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> they're gonna sell a lot of money. I like that scene at the end where the, the crocodile dinosaur is like swimming with the surfers. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. That was cool. Did you say for the end credits thing? Is there an end credits scene? Yeah, yeah you barely. don't need to. What is it? It's, it's pterodactyls flying over Las Vegas. They're Boulevard. not pterodactyls. They're like the small flying things. Flying oh, over Las okay, Vegas. whatever. Just Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah. it's like Las Vegas, Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah. Holy shit. It's it's not anything. It, it was a waste yeah. of our time. And it's all it. the way at the end of the credits, man. What? And there's no like actor in it? No. Jesus, that's a shitty end credit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's real <laughs> shitty. Okay, I'm mad we stayed. Let's see. But, is that everything I have? That's everything I have. Anybody else? Better or worse than Transformers? I'm going to say it's better than Transformers. Oh, it's definitely better than Transformers. I'm going to say it's worse than Transformers, but not by very much. I think yeah. it's pretty close. It's it's right there. If, if, it's pretty if the second half didn't irritate me so much, I might Do give it a better Do you guys think Jurassic though. World's better than Transformers? No, Jurassic Fuck World is no. worse okay, than Transformers. Yeah. yeah. I, it, like I, I said, I just don't... I, like, I think that this movie's going to make me like Jurassic World more a little bit, though. I, I feel re-watch. like I should go... I, I did want to go back and rewatch See, it. See, I, yeah. I just want to watch the one I just saw again. I don't want to go back and watch Jurassic I want to watch World. this. Yeah, I do, I too. I think I'd watch that movie again. Because I, I like... I, I really like. I, I, dis- I like disaster movies. So like that first hour is breezy. For I me. really like the first hour. Yeah, and the second. Really. You're right. The second hour is not as good, but I enjoyed it still. The f- I just think it was ballsy as fuck to like do that in the second half of that movie. You know what I mean? What part? What do just you mean? like take him to an old dude's house and like bring him in a bunch of hallways and like to pitch that. You know what I mean? Well, I, I it's think so it almost almost kind of haunted house. Well, yeah, I, you know I think I mean? it's really smart because like it it. It it's kind so of, different than anything they've ever right, done. Right, but it, it, it kind of leans into, I feel like, what made it successful in the first place is, like, it, they're scary, and they could come out and yep. get you at any point. I don't know. Like, it it's extra invasive, I guess, because you're not in their territory. They're in your territory. Yeah, it cool. also creates an advantage that makes more sense why humans could survive. Right. Um, how do you get a 25-foot animal to successfully run around all these corridors and hallways and rooms? Whereas when you're out in the wide open in the middle of the park in their habitat... You don't stand a chance, mm-hmm. but yeah. I would say yeah, it does actually make more sense. Um, I'm also pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that dumb waiters are for like sending food and like laundry food trays yeah. up up and down a big plate. But everything I've ever seen or read or anything is always just small children <laughs> using them to eavesdrop or escape from danger. Yeah, for sure. It was good. Uh, yeah, it yeah, doesn't necessarily get me more excited for the third one, especially because Colin Trevor is coming back. It's, but. it's definitely, yeah, I mean, it's not Jurassic Park. I am excited about whatever this guy does next, though, uh, yeah. the Jay Bayona, because I'm, I'm, uh, I was impressed with, with the visuals of this movie. For sure. And I think the acting performances as a whole are pretty good. Like, I, I, I think he's a, a solid filmmaker, and yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully he gets more big budget things. Yeah. I would like him to, I'd like to see him take on maybe like a DC character. Uh, I think he could do a good job. Those tend to play darker and... Obviously, he likes darker things, but he's got good visuals and good acting. So. Yeah. I mean, the creative camera work, I think, feel like is going to be important for a DC character just because mm-hmm. of, like, the scale. You know, most DC characters tend to be on, like, the more overpowered side. So, you have to kind of film it creatively, as we noticed is, is a problem in Man of Steel when you just have two really strong people punching each other. Yeah, I probably wouldn't give him, like, Superman. No, I'm not saying, but I, I just but, feel like that's that's one of the struggles that people have with DC characters. They don't know how to film yeah, the action sure. sequences in a way that's interesting and, like, you know, useful to the viewer. I don't know, man. Viewer. That action scene at the end of Man of Steel just shows me that Dragon Ball Z could work in live action. <laughs> See, I just, I like the farmhouse, uh, like the Smallville scene in yeah. Man of Steel. I don't really like the last one, but that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. What did you guys watch this week? 
I did not watch that much. I have been slowly plowing through uh, Kill a Kill, not because it's not fun. It is delightful because I'm embarrassed to watch it in front of other people. <laughs> so I have to find a quiet time when no one's did here. You, did your wife watch anything, any of this with you? No. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I fully intended to finish Westworld this week because the last episode was yesterday. Uh, this is recording on Monday. I know we put this out on Wednesday. And apparently it was like bonkers, but not like in a good way. Hmm. <laughs> Weren't the I last think two that episodes lost its But I just life. don't fucking care. Weren't I, the last two episodes supposed to be like really good? Like the one before the Man in Black it's one? It's not. <laughs> oh, really? I it's, heard a lot of good reviews about it. How many have you watched? I have, I'm up to eight. I need, I need to oh, watch You watched a ten. bunch of them. Yeah, no, I'm committed at this point. Um, yeah, but I don't, the, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Uh, you shouldn't. Uh, there's nothing <laughs> There's nothing that's told me so far that you need to see the rest of it. But I'm going to finish it, and we'll get back to it at the end of uh, next week's podcast. Um, and then uh, I also just wanted to mention, because we talked about it in one of our earlier podcasts, I read a, a cracked article about uh, kind of extensive efforts that, that uh, films went through to recreate props from, like, older movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like recreating the Star Wars puppet, some other things. But uh, one of the things they talk about is the Overlook Hotel in, um, what was that super pop culture movie we just watched? Ready Player One. Yep. I thought it was original shots. It's not original shots. They re-digitally rendered the entire Overlook Hotel from, like, shots from the original movie. So mm-hmm. they, like, painfully went through each shot of the movie and, like, reconstructed it with lighting, with everything to look, you know, identical. I mean, I thought it was yeah, original it shots. So good, yeah. And I thought that was really interesting that they went through that ridiculous amount of effort because it is, it's it's stunning. Man, um, Ready Player One comes out in, like, three weeks on video. I can't wait. I'm ready to watch that movie again. But uh, that's, that's what I've been watching. What have you been up to, Ian? I haven't watched much. I watched Incredibles 2 again. I don't remember what I, I, I like. I really, I think that movie is really good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. You're warming up to it. I thought you were about to say something really bad about it. Yeah, I'm warming up to it. I I think it's definitely just a little bit, but it's below the first one. Did you watch the um, thing at the beginning this time? Yeah. It's weird, weird. huh? It's (laughs) fucking weird. It's really weird. But um, it's really funny. Like, Mr. Incredible and Jack-Jack both crack me up. So, yeah, I actually think it's it's really good. I would would recommend that. And then, uh, yeah, no, that's it. Fair enough. I didn't watch much. I watched um, the first 10 episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho. I found time throughout Woo! the week to like plug in a couple episodes. I really like it, man. Of like of the three or four animes that I've I've recently plugged into so far, this one is my favorite. Like just right like right off the bat, For I'm sure. into it. Um, I really I that's not like a diss on like Full Metal Alchemist. Like I really really love Full Metal Full Metal Alchemist, but like I was just hooked right away in Yu Yu Hakusho, and I, I've really enjoyed it. I went back and watched. Um, Star Trek 2009, J.J. Abrams remake, solid movie. Um, talk, talk about another great Michael Giacchino score. Oh, it's the, so the good. Star Trek, the new Star Trek theme is fantastic. I love it so much. There is a lot of Lost elements, though, in that score. More so, I think, than I feel like he was still pretty close to when he was doing Lost. Yeah. And um, they've kind of waned over time, but there are... There's a lot of like you know screeches and kind of like brass brassy moments that are pretty common in Lost that I, I hear in that one. But yeah, no, it is great. His theme is awesome. What else did I see? Anything else? I'm sure I watched something. Oh, I have. And this is not so much for Joseph. Um, we, Joseph and I've been sharing anime, but Ian and I will be playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons really soon. And I have been watching a show on Twitch called Critical Role where they play Dungeons and Dragons live, and it is awesome. I mean... Critical Role? Yeah. Let's check it out. Uh, it's long. Each episode's like... Because it's their whole session, so they're like three or four hours long, each one. Um, and uh, so I just play it like almost like a podcast 
while I'm driving and stuff. And uh, it's very, very entertaining. Matt Mercer, they're all voice actors. All five of our voices. Mm. So they all do, like, they all get in character and they're in character the whole time. And they each have their own voice. But Matt Mercer, who's the dungeon master for it, is incredible. He does such a good job mm. of coming up with voices and just really super detailed story. I, I dig it. So it's very entertaining. But I don't know if you've ever seen Harmon Quest, but it's uh yeah 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 it's guess. not nearly as extensive or that's not nearly as extensive as, no absolutely not yeah. they do it in like 20 minute or mm-hmm. 30 minute uh things i don't know i just had to jump in i was like so that's my contribution appreciate it what's Harmon quest oh it's uh so dan Harmon has been doing uh dungeons and dragons as part of his podcast that he does for a long time um but he decided to like have a show where he brought on other like celebrity guests to play a running game of dungeons and dragons um but then it's filmed live they're at like a table and they're you know speaking into microphones but it gets animated later and so they do like an animated version with like you know the characters talking (laughs) it's pretty good yeah it's entertaining what are we doing next week what are we doing next week i don't know it's mystery episode we'll figure it out because i can't remember what comes out next week but i I know i don't want to see it next week the reviews on that are terrible so far and then the week after that's ant-man so there's a break yeah week so we will we will figure something out. We will delight you. It'll be exquisite. We could watch. Do the, we could probably do the first Ant Man. We've done Marvel. Though. We could. We could talk about. It. We could talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure Let's it get out. Get it off the podcast. Uh, We're not. Let's not ramble like for like fifteen minutes like we did last week. It doesn't matter. So thank you guys for listening. We all appreciate it. Uh, if you really like it, rate, subscribe, tell your buddies. You can reach us at betterthantransformers at gmail.com. If you think that Jurassic World is the best movie ever made and that we're idiots for thinking otherwise. Or if you have any other suggestions for next week, please, actually, if you have any suggestions for next week, we'll take them. Uh, You can also reach us on Twitter and Facebook at BT Transformers. Uh, Thank you to Zach Evans for our art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.